friends welcome back to another episode of the chair shop podcast um barry is not with us this week because he's at the ott fan appreciation night however uh paul and myself are here and this week we're bringing you a very special episode it is another one of our fantastically well received uh, director's commentaries um this time for one of our favorite uh halloween horror themed movies the cabin in the woods uh paul's with me hello paul hello everybody yeah so um you know the drill by now we're gonna give you a little countdown tell you when to start the movie so what you want to do is go out get yourself a copy of the cabin in the woods or if you've got netflix uk it's on there so you can just uh yeah joe is watching it on netflix i have um rented a copy of it from the uh itunes store i'm watching on my ipad now so there is places you can get it. I also own it on Blu-ray. Uh, you, you know, if you have it on DVD, if you don't, I'm sure you can find it. It's, it's, it's a not a very hard movie to get a hold of, thankfully. Yeah, it's it's out and about. Um, uh, okay, so I think also during the film we might drop in a few uh, guffs just uh, to catch you off guard. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this in a year's time with the cabin in the woods, we're going to be talking about some very random shite as well. Uh, all part of the fun. We wouldn't have it any other way, really, would we? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, so here we go. Um, we're going to start off with the... Uh, it should be on the Lion's Gate logo that's got kind of red clouds behind it, which is about 15 or 16 seconds into uh, the runtime. Yeah, so they're going to so, see the, the cogs turning is how yeah. the logo begins, and it, it, the camera pans back through a keyhole... And then a pair mm. of doors open to reveal the Lionsgate logo. <laughs> so we have it paused just as those those steel doors are opening that, up. That sounded a bit like one of those audio descriptions for blind people. Do, do you do those? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that you in Ireland? A man places a cup of tea onto a coffee table. <laughs> okay. <we're ready. coughs> Sorry. Yes. Ready for the countdown. So press play. When we say go, okay? So, three, two, one, go. So here we go. Um, so we were saying just before we started recording, Joe, um, you've yeah. seen this, I think, more times than me. I'm easily up to eight or nine. I think I'm it's around at least that, yeah. Because I've watched it kind of over and over again. It's such an easy movie to watch, I find. This movie, um, it only came out about five years ago. <laughs> I know, it was, an, it was an instant classic, really. Um, easy watch, funny, kind of very good premise as well. Yeah. So um, we have, um, obviously the, the opening of this movie is very, very good. Yeah, um, you get this, it's very atmospheric kind of uh, artistic credits and then boom. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, there you go, um, smash cut to the coffee. Two, two old farts around the coffee machine. It's funny because the credits, or it's not even credits, it's just the, I suppose, introduction video. Mm. Very ho- typical of horror movies. It, it, it's it's set yeah. you up to expect this to be a, a conjuring style horror movie. It's got yeah. the, the blood crawl and the old medieval style art in the background. Um, 
I wonder if many people went and saw this and little did they know what kind of movie they're really going to get. Well, yeah, well, I remember when it came out, I think it, it was advertised as a like a straight horror movie or like one of those, you know, the cabin in the woods type horror movies. Yeah. Um, I don't remember until I actually watched it or I kind of heard a bit about it. Then I put it on and I realized kind of... Did you see it in the cinema when it came out? No, I think I I probably downloaded it or saw it on a streaming service. Because I think I did see it in the cinema. But what what kind of strikes me strange about Cabin in the Woods is I don't like particularly gory movies and you don't like particularly scary movies. And yet this is one of our mutual... (laughs) favorite movies and yet we love it some it's a venn diagram of of gory and spooky um yeah bradley whitford there um one of my favorite actors pops up in a lot of stuff of course he's best known for the west wing uh but he's fantastic in this very dry yeah um the other fellow's very familiar but he's one of those actors he's been in quite a few things but i don't really know what or who he is can't quite place him He's, yeah, very I, familiar. I love how mundane their conversation is here. Yeah. And then, and then the smash up. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. <laughs> Fantastic. It's very, it's, 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 <laughs> it's like Luke Skywalker wanted to go get some power converters with his friends. Yeah. They're talking about power tools and putting up a drawer or something. Smash cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Cabin in the woods, I remember... Uh, I, I I think the reason why I saw this and why I didn't avoid it as I would have with most films of its kind of genre is that it's it's uh, written by Joss Whedon who I think yeah, had just done yeah. Avengers. Was it Avengers? The first Avengers is like 2012, right? This is 2013. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but it's um, directed by Drew Goddard who wrote uh, Cloverfield, which is a film that I'm very fond of. Yeah, and I think that combination was really what kind of got me interested in in seeing this movie. Because usually I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it. I said, "No, it's too scary for me." And then I, I did see the um, the trailer, which did have that that little mysterious bit at the end where the bird flies mm. into the the wall. Um, and I, it, I think it was that that little bit of mystery that really had me hooked. I was like, "Okay, I need to see this movie and see what." Because yeah. it's not really, it wasn't really a secret in the marketing that all is not what it seems. Um, but luckily, mm. I didn't know really any more than that. I just knew that there was something going on. And uh, so the the lead actress here looks remarkably like uh, Zoe Kazan, but it's not actually Zoe Kazan. <laughs> she does look a bit it's, like her. Yeah, it's an actress called Christian Connolly. I don't think's kind of done too much else. No. Um, I don't think anyone in this movie, aside from Chris Hemsworth, and obviously uh, Susan, uh, mm-hmm. or um, fuck, I always mix up Susan Sarandon and Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Not, it's not Susan. I Sarandon. think she's done a few things. Yeah, <laughs> one or two. Um, but obviously, this was made a few years before it was actually released. So Chris Hemsworth, I think, made this right around the time he was probably yeah. maybe the first tour was released, or he was doing. So he wasn't quite the name. Like you might see this and think in 2013, what is he, Chris Hemsworth, doing with all these nobodies in this? You know, what is yeah. essentially a, a B movie indie film? I think, yeah, I remember hearing that this was in like production hell yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah, it got held up for quite a while. I really liked that little joke there where he was like, 
who gave you this? Who gave you this? I think that was the point in which I realized I quite liked the movie. Yeah. The, the humor was kind of on point. Oh, well, I, I realized that when there was a girl walking around with no pants on. Because I, oh, I was a lonely you, boy you, back in the 2013. You dirty bugger. <laughs> Wait, was this 2013? I feel like it was even earlier than that. This might be 2011. I need to double check that. 20, no, 2012, it says. 2012, so. okay. That Chris Hemsworth, he's a big beefcake, isn't he? <laughs> he's a big old sexy bastard, isn't he? Uh, yeah. It's, just it's funny because comes the shaggy stoner, which is yeah. Because this is the, this is what the film kind of falls into the trap of is that like one of the girls, the blonde girl there, she is mm. the whore. Excuse <laughs> yeah. the language, right? And then the other girl is the nerd, but like the nerd girl is is really hot. <laughs> so it's kind of like could they well, not have yeah at least stick some glasses on her or something lads I mean come on well yeah but it's playing with the stereotypes isn't it yeah. I think and they do they do so it, it, <laughs> you know and the nerdy the nerdy guy is really hot as well yeah <laughs> not this not the stoner but the, the kind of the, the other guy the, the black guy is, is yeah he's supposed yeah. to know yeah isn't he the is he the nerd oh yeah because the girl is the virgin right yeah I forget yeah I, A giant bong. And I love that, oh, that it, it condenses into a proper little proper little flask. Lovely stuff. Mm. I feel like that guy is someone as well. The nerd guy, isn't he? Oh, what have I seen him in? Wait, the the black guy, the stoner. No, not stoner. He's, isn't that something? Um, wasn't he in... Maybe he might have been in one of the G.I. Joes recently. Let me look that up. Oh, he's quite well known, yeah. Isn't Jesse it? Williams... He's in um He's in a lot of stuff. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. I haven't got to that bit yet. Give me a break. <laughs> uh Cabin in the Woods. No, he wasn't in Jedi. I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. But he wasn't Grey's Anatomy. Anyway. So he's already wrong. Is is this is this what stoners do? It's just their life is constantly rolling up weed, weed to weed, yeah. It's the marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. He he is very shaggy though, isn't he? It's almost like they've modeled a character to look specifically yeah. like him. Yeah. He even does kind of affect a kind of shaggy esque voice when he talks. <laughs> um so I just want to, while the film is kind of getting started here, bring up that um, I finally watched all The Rock's movies. Oh, God. It's finished. It's finito. Yeah. Thank um, God for that. What was the last one? Uh, the last one I watched was Southland Tales. Oh, no. Um, which was actually, I didn't, I thought it was quite good. Um, very weird movie. It's almost like, I don't know, it's like the, a bit of the fifth element to it. Okay. Um, it's a very, very strange movie. I, I'm kind of on the fence as to where I really fall with it, but I, I, I kind of did. I, I don't. Know, I can't tell whether I actually liked it, or it was just that the other movies I watched were so bad that it was nice to have mm-hmm. something with a bit mm-hmm. of ambition to it. Because I watched um, uh, Get Smart with Steve Carell doing a Leslie Nielsen impression, and Anne Hathaway. That movie was quite poor. I thought. Um, yeah, I watched Gem and the Holograms. Um, very bad. 
as you might expect. And and The oh, Rock's yeah. cameo is just him on a selfie going, oh, yeah, I love Gemmed Holograms. Oh, sing that song. Sing that song about me, brother. And that was like, and I was like, oh, that, that was it. Well, he might as well have not been in it. It would have saved me fucking two hours. Uh, I watched Reno 911 Miami. Uh, really mm. bad. And then I watched Long Shot, which was the first movie credit The Rock has. It was like pre-Mummy Returns. He plays a mother yeah. in it. And Long Shot might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, certainly The Rock's worst movie. And I'm trying... Yeah, mm. I, I think like until now I've kind of considered like The Blue Lagoon the worst movie uh, I've ever seen. But I think Long Shot probably is, is even worse. And Long Shot's got a real interesting story about it. It's... um. It was written and directed by uh, the manager of NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. God. So not a screenwriter. Uh, and the film uh, just has constant like pop star cameos. Who like You don't know who any of them are anymore because it's so long ago. Mm. But like Timberlake is in it. Britney is in it. Timberlake's, of course, also in um, Southland Tales. But uh, yeah, yeah, really, really bad stuff. And, and then that, that manager got like indicted on embezzlement or ponzi schemes or something and now he's dead he died in jail and long shot is kind of his legacy god anyway so here they meet here they meet the spooky man at the gas station the the harbinger (laughs) um yes this is supposed to be a trope in horror movies of the characters kind of being warned that they're about to head into something um Well, even but... even um, the South Park video game brought out a DLC recently, which was like very horror themed. Mm. And the opening area of the game is a gas station where an old man goes, "Hey, don't go up there. Right. That's where the, all them mm. teens were murdered that one time." And this is like, it's it's almost like sat- satirizing it is also almost a trope in itself at this point. Yeah, but this did it at a time where I guess it was a little fresher. Oh, there's any other examples of that, but in horror movies, but ah, well, I mean, you have a little bit of that movies. in like Texas Chainsaw. Um, God, I want to say last. But, uh, what was the one last? Uh, last House on the Left or Hills of Eyes? I think some of those movies have that kind of hillbilly gas station attendant, or I don't know. Mm. I like this guy though. I like his look. He not only yeah, is a scary man, but he looks like he might turn into a monster at the drop of a hat. He doesn't, but he might do. Yeah, not that we know. No. But of course, he's kind of in on it, isn't he? Mm, he's, he's, he's got, yeah, his, he's got he's his little actor. job. He's got his little job as part of the yeah. the whole shebang that's going on. Um, I quite like the woods, actually, here. Nice and picturesque. That's one thing it doesn't do is is set up the woods themselves as being kind of like spooky woods. No, it's nice the cabin itself. It's nice woods. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Oh, and this is uh, the uh, eagle. This is the train. Is. The bit I was referencing earlier, yeah. Flies into the. Um... <laughs> A very CG looking eagle. <laughs> this is great. Ah! See, that's, that's funny. That's hilarious. Very yeah. CGI looking trailer as well. Oh, <laughs> God, thinking. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's saying. Yeah, I didn't, didn't notice that before. Um, yeah, but there's your first little hint at 
something is not right in this world. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and that's what I like. So at this point, obviously, if you're watching it for the first time, you, you don't know exactly what the kind of, you know, there's some kind of conspiracy going on uh, because of the office people and, and that, but you just still don't quite know what the, the game is. It's kind of like hard to put yourself back into that mindset of seeing it for the first time. Because mm. like, I, I don't really, I've seen it so many times now, I've kind of lost that first impression I had of it, where it's kind of like, mm. why is, what's this people in the bunker? <laughs> what's going on? Because otherwise, to this point, it's quite a standard horror movie. Um, and I mean, now they're obviously at the titular cabin in the woods, and obviously Evil Dead is a very, maybe the biggest um, inspiration for how the film proceeds. But mm. uh, yeah, I, I, find, I find it hard to think about how I initially was kind of reacting to this. I was probably just hoping that it wasn't going to be too gory, <laughs> looking at it through my hands. Um, yeah, nice little cabin. It's funny because until yeah. the shit starts to hit the fan, I don't know that the film is that exceptional. I think that's kind of where the film really takes a step up in being really, really fun. Mm, yeah, when but it's, got, it's laying the ground. It's got to set it up. It's got to set it up, of course. Remember. And it's it's funny. It's funny as well, I think. So that's what keeps it keeps it going. Yeah, the, ca- the characters are all quite likable, to be fair, as well. I mean, that's one thing that a lot of horror films doesn't do, is that it instead has, like, unlikable characters that all get killed yeah. off for, maybe, because of, because of their flaws. Like, mm. Halloween, for example, the first Halloween, the only really likable character is Jamie Lee Curtis. All the other people are an- annoying. Uh, yeah. And you could almost say the same for Nightmare on Elm Street as well. So there's that spooky painting that... I'll tell you what, first time I saw this movie, that freaked the fuck out of me, seeing that. <laughs> With the goat, the goat being disemboweled. And there's the girl. Oh, there's the mirror. Oh, and here, here he gets. We get to see what kind of what kind of man he is because she starts to take off her shirt. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh no, 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 no! Don't look at them. That is bad." And goes, "Yeah." And, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. I was a lonely boy back then, guys. Come on now, come on now. Um, see, look, here we go. <laughs> Just his little, his little face. <laughs> when you realize what's going on. Oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait, well, he's still there, though, to be fair. Mm. No, he's gone. He has a little think about it. Yeah, no, no. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's done the right thing. Hmm. It is strange that that's there, to be fair. Because mm. I don't know, is that ever really explained? Like, was that was that a, a, a an older version of, like, what the bunker would go on to be, where people could watch? Like, I don't know, it's never really explained why uh, yeah, that was Yeah, I think it's just a freak out a bit. Yeah, it's just a... We don't need to think, think too uh, deeply about it, I suppose. Yeah. So I know you watched Solo for the first time. You were telling me before we started recording. I did, I did. I I couldn't be bothered to see it at the cinema just because of Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, and it didn't look very exciting. But uh, yeah, I watched it last night. I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I thought it was quite a fun film. 
um, the real bad parts of the, um, well, some of the acting, <laughs> some of the characters, but also just the, the fan service or the, the awful kind of um, references. Um, so, I mean, sp- spoilers, I don't know, can really put spoilers for Solo in this. I say I'll avoid spoilers because this is an audio commentary for The Cabin in the Woods. But, yeah, just some of the kind of references to what would happen in... in uh, the original trilogy and stuff like that were just completely groan-inducing. And I felt it kind of spoiled it almost. Like, I, I would quite enjoy the sort of story and the... It was a bit of an adventure-action heist kind of story. And that was quite fun, and I liked the, the the Star Wars universe as a backdrop, and it was all quite fun. Um, oh, well, hang on. There she's looking his hot-ass yeah. bod, so... Oh, she's not hot. Yeah, hang on. Hang on a second here. Oh, yeah, she's loving it. <laughs> then she sees the spooky ass pain yeah it's pretty spooky um yeah i mean when it comes to solo i mean one thing that i kind of felt was <sighs> two things number one the constant need to explain everything how did he get the gun how did he get the falcon mm. how did he get okay that's fair enough I, I don't necessarily mind that but let, at least spread it out a little bit like Everything that ever happened to Han Solo in his life pre-Star Wars happens yeah. in this one adventure, basically. Yeah, it's all of the defining features. Yeah, Falcon, Lando, Chewie, everything in um, in a space of a month, basically. It's kind of silly. I would nearly have preferred it if he had just gone on a different adventure. Just be, just, just, can it not just be a Han Solo adventure that he goes on? It doesn't have to explain his life up until that Yeah, point. it doesn't have to be the origin story. And maybe you can have you one thing. Maybe he... Power meets Chewie on this but like doesn't get the Falcon you know you keep the Falcon for something else but the fact that he he met Chewbacca on the mission where he got the Falcon is a bit of a coincidence oh no yeah that's pretty silly yeah I don't think I I didn't dislike Solo I I thought it was good but um yeah I um preferred it to Rogue One um, which bored the arsehole off. Yeah, you. I think um, I th- I would say they're of similar quality because I I think the ending of Rogue One is very well done, the action. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the characters were really, really, really dull. Um, and I actually I quite like a lot of the a lot of the actors in Solo, but I just felt like especially the middle part of it, I just felt really sagged, and I I kind of didn't care what was happening in it. Yeah, which is never good. Anyway, back to Cabin Woods. This guy's great. The blind eyes see nothing of the horrors to come. <laughs> I am the devourer of worlds. Ray Wyatt. <laughs> Does this character have a name, by the way? The it, gas I think he's just called the Harbin- the Harbinger. Oh, that's actually the character. But then, uh, but he actually does. I think Bradley Whitford uses his name at one point. He calls him Gerald or something. What was it? I'll look it up now. Oh, Mordecai. No, wait. Oh, Mordecai, yeah. It is Mordecai, yeah. From, from Judgment Day 2005, I think. Mordecai. Were you watching wrestling at the time? Nah. Uh, I've heard of it. Mordecai with the white hair. He was uh, really bad, but I, it was at a time where I was still kind of a little bit marky about the wrestling and I was like really hoping that he would feud with the Undertaker and 
would be really good. Uh, no, was was bollocks, and he was not good either. To be fair. Oh, yeah. So this was filmed, yeah, actually before Chris Hemsworth was cast as Thor. Oh, for so real? Was that long before? Good, a good, yeah, a good few years. Um, That's why he's not John Cena ripped. He's merely Randy Orton, no. mostly. <laughs> so I was just reading a funny bit of trivia, actually. Apparently the stoner guy is actually incredibly ripped, um, which is why he doesn't get in the lake here. Okay. Why he wears baggy clothes. Apparently he was in better shape than the other two guys. Like, <laughs> it's hard to believe given it's Chris Hemsworth and Jesse Williams, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's still in better shape than Chris Hemsworth. I, I would hazard a guess and say uh, yeah, probably I'm not. No. Yeah, Fran Kranz plays Fran the, Kranz. Uh, plays the, uh, the stoner character. Um, it was called Marty, by the way. Yeah. I want to find some proof to this that is all mostly. Okay, let me look at Franz Fran Kranz muscle. Uh yeah, he's quite in shape. I'll I'll say that much. Oh, hang on, yeah. Google images. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty very yeah, he's right. In good shape. Yeah, can you keep himself keep himself in good shape? Oh. All, with all that, all that bongs and that. Oh, lad. Who's this guy? Is that the security guy? He, re- he resembles someone. Um, I know he's not Denzel, yeah. but he's got a bit of a Denzel air to him. I want to say. Well, maybe. Yeah, I like the casting in this. This the scientist is good as well. Um, I feel like I know her from somewhere. I feel like I know everyone in this movie. Who are they all? I like the very kind of jaded, cynical, you know, basically it's just an office job to, the, to these two guys. They've been doing it for so long. Oh, I see. On. Anyway, this um, security guy, I know I recognize him. He was in the game plan with The Rock, which I walked I watched oh. a couple of weeks ago. Oh. There oh. Go. There you go. So apparently, another bit of trivia, the film's release date was postponed because the studio wanted to convert it to 3D, oh. despite objections from Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard. Can you imagine, <laughs> have they actually seen the movie or have they just heard the title? Because this movie is not a type of movie you'd put in 3D. No. It's a satirical comedy, not an actual horror film. Pop, please. So this is where they start to get a bit kind of drunk and the kind of uh, stereotype or sort of exaggerated characters start to come out. Yes. Of the bimbo, uh, the jock, and the kind of brainy, brainy ones. Interesting little tidbit as well. We all remember... um, Tom Zank, right? Yeah. No, Tom Zank, the wrestler, right? There's a man in this film called Tom Lank. <laughs> it's only one letter off. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. That's a real. Interesting trivia there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was just looking through the glass and I saw Tom Lank. I was like, oh my God, it's so close. I had to do a double take on it. Alas, was not he. Mm. Oh, here's the wolf. The wolf kiss scene, is it? Yeah. I don't know how stoned the guy was to make this. Was was this like a dare or something? Did he dare to do it? I think they're playing true there. Yeah. It's such an odd dare to go make out with that wolf head over there. But then I suppose, I don't know, gets you more craving that the weed, doesn't it? That's the sort of thing they do, the weed out heads, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know, that's what, that's what Barry was into when, you know, during his... Well, kissing, Heavy smoking guys. Kissing what? It's not. Mm, yeah. Sure, he snogged a few beasts in his song. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. That's that's oh, very dear, disrespectful, that's that is. To, to Barry. <sighs> very mean. Yes, yeah, this is a weird scene. I, I mean, it it almost starts to become horror-y. Like I, 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 you know, you might think, is this is this wolf head going to come to life? Is gonna is something going to happen here? It's just kind of setting the tone. Obviously, nothing happens eventually. Yeah. But seems like that's where it's going. Yeah, Crim said Hemsworth gradually turning into a complete dick here. Yeah, I love that it very well. He's he's not only. The jack, right? But he's even he's wearing the Letterman jacket as well, as if oh, he couldn't yeah. be more yeah. of a stereotype. Oh, yeah! And here we go. Now the film begins, where the, the trap door opens up. Do you remember that old TV show, The Trap Door? I do. With yeah. the it was like a stop motion claymation claymation. Yeah. yeah, I used to love that show. It's good. Hmm. Wasn't there like a big blue monster on it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 Bad timing for it to be your dare, I suppose. Down into a basement in a spooky cabin in the woods. What could go wrong? <laughs> in a movie called Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> hmm. I forget what she finds originally down here. That causes everyone to come down. Uh, it's the diary... Oh no, they, they read the door eventually, but yeah, did the, the, the lights come on or something? Well, I love this that the the basement is just full of triggers for the stuff mm. to happen. It's like <laughs> all that's there is, um, you know, the little knickknacks, each of which will cause a specific monster to come. It's it's just like a little horror mm. movie collection down there. Oh, there you go. She finds a painting. Of a girl. Suddenly it's really well lit, the basement. Yeah, with one, one, one lantern. Yeah, there we go. Mm, ooh, weird shit. Yeah. Dolls. Dolls are never not creepy. Yeah. Just look at Annabelle box office if you want to get a little proof on that one, brother. It's like a... Fortune. Soul tower machine. Or yeah, something. fortune teller machine. 
the lights in the ceiling there? Is that I don't know what that is? I think it's coming through the like panels true. on this side. Yeah, it looks like fairy lights, which would be a bit yeah, weird. like Christmas lights almost. Creepy basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and he blows on the conch, but not quite. Oh, the, the movie reels in the background sent that up as well. Yeah, getting that into your subliminal. Oh, here's the little book now. Yeah, and they all—they're all yeah. Each of us, did that, each of them, doing something else. Each of them got their own little monster. Yeah. That's a great shot with the eye looking in the mirror. Mm. And there's like a little Rubik's Cube gimmick. Uh, is she going to win the race with the book? Yes, this is it's a, it's a satire of kind of horror movies, but I think of a very specific type of horror movie, like the ones obviously you've kind of been talking about. Mm. Um, your kind of modern horrors where there's like a, a doll or a, I don't know. A nun. Some kind of spirit or, yeah. Which are a bit more kind of um, unsubtle or, or do kind of follow these cliches. Thinking back, you know, I think you know the kind of classic horror movies. You don't—they don't actually conform to a lot of these kind of uh, rules that you see in *Cabin of the Woods*. Yeah. Like Halloween, there's no jock um, character. Yeah. Or I don't know, like Freddy. Actually, not *Run Elm Street*. Hmm. Maybe. I love here, I'm on the trivia page for Cabin of the Woods. And it says, the thermal coffee mug slash bong was a fully functional mug and bong as portrayed in the film, the prototype of which cost $5,000 to make. Mm. There you go. Yeah, if you want want one of those. There you go. Uh Uh-oh, she's reading the Latin. Well, that's what you have to not do. Has she never watched The Evil Dead, this one? Well, I certainly haven't, because I've scared the shit out of me. Yes. You watched The Evil Dead yourself, Joe? Uh, no, it's one of the ones I've not yet watched. I think I'll probably avoid that one, all things considered. Yeah. And here come the the zombies. What are they called? Like the Buckner family or something, isn't it? Yeah, the Buckners. It's pretty spooky. It is. I mean, it's a it's a, a horror comedy, but I I still think the horror aspects of it hold up pretty well. Hmm. <laughs> well, I love that it's it's undercut almost immediately by him standing in front of the screen there. Hmm. And maintenance team win. <laughs> Ronald the intern. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're on the internet. <laughs> that's Tom Lank. That's, that's Tom Lank. <laughs> Zombie Redneck Torture Family. Dismemberment. Vampire. Snowman. Scarecrow. I've never paused this and wrote them all out. Reptilius. Dragon Bat. The Scarecrow Folk. Kevin. Deadites. The Mummy. I think most of them refer to real... Well, Kevin uh, there is apparently a reference to Sin City, which was oh. Elijah Wood's character. Oh. According to IMDb. I wonder if I can get a screen grab of that. Let me see. Kevin Woods. Okay, I have it here. So you have Werewolf. Alien Beast. That sounds like it could have been fun. Uh, mutants, wraiths, which was not selected by any uh, mm. any department. Uh, zombies, reptilious, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, hell lord, angry molesting tree, which I think mm. is a reference to. Um, is that an Evil Dead? I think. Uh, giant snake which obviously you do see later in the movie. Deadites, Kevin, Mummy, The Bride, The mm. Scarecrow mm. Folk, Snowman, Snowman, Dragon Bat, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblins, Sugar Plum Fairy, Merman. And mm. that's, that's kind of a running joke, isn't it? That the, the guy goes, oh, we'll never get to see the Merman. It's never the Merman. Yeah. And in fact, Merman is picked by Hadley, which I believe is the character's name. Uh, the reanimated... Unicorn, which I think Unicorn also does show up. The Huron, Sasquatch slash Wendigo slash Yeti. Dolls, mm. The Doctors, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, Jack-O-Lantern, Giant, and Twins. That's the entire list there. Of course, there are more monsters uh, than those that just appear on the board, because you do see that one shot later on that kind of pulls back and shows you all the little cubes that they're in. It just seems like there's a good hundred or so. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, a little bit of backstory there. Yeah. She's obviously into the extremely muscular men yeah the, the hotties the hotties um oh the denim cut off so, so. Uh. <laughs> oh look they they stuck some glasses on jesse williams character there just to really get across that he is a nerd nerd in case you were uh not aware of that oh they're off outside bad idea oh we got a death coming up here i feel our yeah, first. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Latin that Dana reads from the diary, by the way, translates as pain outlives the flesh, pain raises the flesh, pain ignites the spirit. So there you go. Mm. Has Drew Goddard directed anything since... <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Uh, oh, he's got a new movie out now. Bad Times at the El Royale. Which I think also has Chris Hemsworth in it, funny enough. 
Excuse me. This is, uh, this is when Marty starts to realise something is up. And he's the first one to kind of realise it as well. Yeah. Given that he's the stoner, no one takes him seriously because he's whacked out on the part. On the ganja. On the wacky, on the Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but you're really high. That's reading the book. Why is he drinking out? Of, why are they drinking out of these old tankards? That not bring yeah. some water bottles with him or something? Thinking of these dusty old goblets. I love that this lad speaks Latin, by the way. Of course. A very common course. trait among American teens, <laughs> slash early 20 somethings. <laughs> You speak Latin? Well, not since uh, 10th grade, you know. What the fuck are you doing speaking Latin in 10th grade? <laughs> Learn French or something, you fucking cunt. Uh, here we go. This is more kind of classic trope. This is what you'd normally see sort of opening a horror movie. Yeah, this would nearly right. be the opening scene, right, in a horror movie. To establish what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the two popular kids kind of out in the woods. About to have some sexy time. Everyone watching now. Enwrapped. (laughs) (laughs) All men watching, by the way, as well. Not a single woman in the group. And I love that she goes up chilly, so they go to the temperature control. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, engaging pheromone is so clever. Yes. The little tricks they have to, to get what they want. Now Natty's coming in. Hello. We're watching Cabin in the Woods. Oh, why? The podcast. You didn't tell me you were going to watch Cabin in the Woods. We can watch it again if you want. I'm joined. Here, come sit next to me. All right, Natty's going to join us for some Cabin in the Woods goodness. Because you've seen this movie before, right? Yes. Okay. Let's make sure of the. This is where we, where we get our um, <laughs> our bonus booby points for the movie. Booby boobers. Do we have any toilet roll in this room? By the way, would you mind oh, to grab some? Grab, yeah. My nose is leaking like a faucet here. Okay, here we go. Ooh. <laughs> I love how your man just creeps into the shot there from the side. Mm-hmm. 
thank you. Oh, hello. There we go. Honk, honk, move! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, my nose is clear. I can watch the movie now. Oh, what's she going to feel? Oh, no. Is that the, that's the dad? Oh, he's spooky. Uh, you just put a knife in her hand. And here's the one with the best weapon. One of my favorite weapons in movie history, I think. Bear, bear trap. The bear trap on a chain. That's pretty cool. That's That should be a wrestling gimmick. I mean, in terms of movie weaponry, I mean, you got Swarth, uh, Terminator's shotgun from Terminator 2. Mm. With the swinging reload. You have this. Um... Darth Vader's lightsaber, I think I throw on there as well. <laughs> the red lightsaber. What's this random collection of, of weapons? Just some of my favourite weapons in movies. Sure. Just, just some of my favourite ha- Harry Callahan's Magnum. Uh, Harry Potter's wand. <laughs> oh, here we go. The saw. Oh, dear. She's dead. Um, mm. You have the, the knob from Boogie Nights. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Yeah, there's a prayer. Very, very somber. <laughs> he kisses the little. What's on that? What's on his thing? By the way, I didn't get to see it. Looked like a little pentagram or something. It did, but it looked like it was rounded. Mm. Maybe we'll see that symbol later on again. I don't know. And they pull down the thing, and the blood goes down into the little thing. Hmm. There's the cogs. Yeah, similar yeah, to the, cogs from the, the Lion's Gate logo. Oh, and there's the blood. Yeah, well, it breaks open a little. It, is it, like, what it's what is the her. blood of there? Because it breaks open a, a vial of something. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Well, it's not hers because it was in a little <clears throat> glass container. It has to be hers. I don't know what, what that is. He's reading Little, little Nemo. I love that line. Mm. <laughs> now oh, he's turning to Al Pacino a little bit there. Come on, fucking puppy, huh? What? You're gonna pop it, huh? And then he says that thing that the voice said. It's getting to him. Yeah. Ironic. Because he's gullible. When he's super bonged off his brain, 
but it's it's the point that the voice is is in his head. He's he's being led by it. Oh, Jesse Williams is the the nice guy that talks yeah. talks his way out of everything, talks himself into um into a wank later in the film, probably <laughs> in the jacks. Um, yeah, no stars. Interesting. Ooh. I love how again he, no... he's the guy to notice it again that there's no stars. Mm. Oh, nice yeah. kind of creeping up behind him. Shot there. Is he taking a piss here? Is that what's happening? Because there's yeah. a, there's a, a bathroom in the house. I have to assume. Yeah, I don't know why he goes outside to have a piss. Oh, 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 Where's Jules? Oh, shit. There's Jules. You can leave now. Boing. Oh, no. That's all you need. <laughs> that head is really good prosthetic, to be fair. Yeah. I tell you what, he moves a bit slow, this fella. A little bit. I mean, they're they're all about ten foot from the door. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth doing his best kind of action movie guy here. Yeah. I don't know, but there's more of them. No wonder he got Thor after this. <laughs> okay. This is where they're like, we should we should split up and then avoid the 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 change of mind real fast. Yeah. Still get it. <laughs> and again, it's, it's, like it's a gas hormone. Yeah. yeah. And make people dumb. <laughs> funny how a gas can change your mind like that so severely mm. and they're all convinced they're like yeah let's split up so. except, him. except him yeah oh they're locked in there is this where he breaks the lamp yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a fucking wire here. Hey, Scoop. Huh. <laughs> 
Oh, here we go. Uh oh. So good. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I'm on a rally TV show. It's already those parents. Oh no. Let's see. <laughs> He's got the <laughs> the giant bong. <laughs> He's got the expandable bong. The five grand prop. Mm. Oh. Uh oh. Right in the back. Yeah. He must be done for. Yeah. Assume we won't ever see him again. No. I mean, he's been dragged away, therefore dead. Yeah. Uh, One yeah, must assume. Yeah. yeah, he's done. I wonder if this is one of the movies that kind of. It's funny because you even hear more slashing and blood. I don't know. Mm. This is kind of one of the movies that really stuck in my head that if you don't see someone die to be dubious about it. Yeah. And they pulled out the blood. The, the kind of the expected sort of trope in this movie would be for that character to die because he's the comic relief and because he's just discovered what's really going on. Yeah. You'd expect him to be the one to die in if, if this was a straightforward horror movie. So it's more believable. Mm. Oh, the saw. I love how each of the, the Buccaneers have their own, like... Their own gimmick. <laughs> their, own, their own gimmick, their own special weapon. you got the saw, the knife. Oh, the Wyatt family. They, they very much are, you're right. <laughs> what do I think I hear? The bed frame. See, that's not the basement, is it? That's a. Yeah, what is that? Another crawl space, is it? Yeah. Some kind of. Oh. It's like a torture room or something. That was his workshop, yeah. Although, how do they know they were going to pick that one? What do you mean? Well, it's a bit of a coincidence that they happen to have the the room that was related to the Buckners, like under the house. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to allow for that. Yeah, did they have like a different room for? Yeah, a bunch you, of different you might say. Yeah, I mean. Maybe they maybe they dressed it after they picked it. That could be possible. Like they just. I suppose it's possible that should they have chosen something else, that there would have been other. Maybe there's other stuff they didn't see that was linked to the other things, or um, merman tank, or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was underneath the, the other bedroom. Um, mm. But I mean, come on. I think I think Ooh. I think they. 
yikes. I, they, they probably would want you, by this stage of film, to have forgotten already about the, uh, the, old, yeah, well, the, the, the other options. I've watched this shit 11 times. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Joss Whedon. Don't catch me out. Pretty much dead by this stage, one would think. How do you kill a zombie? Uh, well, crowbar through the eye, and then just stab until done. That is, yeah, that is the law. <laughs> yeah, a little shock to the hand. And then he just finds the room from the... Uh, it, so it's a little, a little back room, yeah, off the basement. Hmm... You might then say, how did he know that they were in that room? But, fuck it. She was screaming. Mm. Well, he got a... in the chest. Yeah. He, didn't he knew what room they were in to get down there, so... I suppose. Figure it out. He's, he's very smart. You know, obviously he's a smart boy, yeah. This is a Japanese horror. Yeah, this is great. This is really good. Perfect little pastiche. Robert. <laughs> yeah, little frog. This is great. The evil is defeated. I'd love to have seen more of the other like yeah, countries. I, I want to see that movie. Horror <laughs> I want to see like the UK one, the German one. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Because this is one thing the film is setting up as well, obviously, is that that they have these little games all across the world, and all the other worlds, uh, all the other countries are failing. Yeah, Stockholm, Buenos Aires, Madrid. <laughs> so American, they gotta do it. It's very good. <laughs> what the fuck's up with this guy? He's got some super potters and Uh-oh. Another little hint there. You two are humanity's last hope. Mm. If the ancients, I think she said ancient, the ancient ones, or whatever they're called. Yeah. The gods. Yes, this is. I love that there's the whole like technical side to <laughs> yeah blowing glitch. up a tunnel. <laughs> He's like fiddling around with expansion cards and stuff. Kind of reminds me. So I did a an escape room on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, with with people from work, and um, at one point, so there it was like a superhero themed one, and it was it looked like Batman's Batcave. Oh, yeah. um, but there was there was like a tablet on the wall where you could ask for hints. Mm. Uh, you just put like in a code and got a hint. But at one point, it kind of reset and it just came up with a window screen. 
<laughs> so we're in this in this back cave trying to get a clue, and the tablet on the on the wall just shows a fucking you know Windows XP screen or something. <laughs> I was gonna say what version of Windows was. <laughs> now this. Mm. Aside from the madness in the in the like the closing whatever twenty minutes of the movie, I think this is probably my favorite bit of the movie here because I think it was the bit that kind of shocked me the most. Even though you have the gore yeah. and and everything, this was the one that actually kind of took me by surprise. Where I was like, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ!" And in a way, it's kind of the most shocking. Uh, yeah, you know, death. Even even though, again, the others the others are more gory and so on. This one is just. For whatever reason, just set up and 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 works so well because it's, it's just so left. Kind of think this, yeah. This is the point in the movie where they've broken out of the confines, and now that they're going to actually strike back and um beat the system, yeah. Um, but they just fly straight into a wall. <laughs> it's per- it's like perfect. fucking limp for help he's again doing his acting the guy on that Thor gig yeah it's funny because I remember seeing this after I'd seen Thor and I remember thinking oh man he looks so weird with the the short Mm. hair but of course that's what Thor looks like now (laughs) like he just looks like Thor here yeah he he is just Thor now yeah this character you can consider this like the last Thor this is how Thor goes eventually yeah. on a motorbike and look l- listen to the strings the music is all hopeful here we go mm. we're fucking sc- escaping he's saving us and he makes the jump and he, he somehow leaps like 40 feet in the air it wasn't even a ramp or anything he just flies up in the air <laughs> how did he go so high yeah he just Smack like Homer falling down the, the gorge. Just boom, boom, boom. But you have that. You have that shot of like it, like there shooting from there behind, looking across the gorge, and he's coming down from like twenty feet above. How did he get up so high? He's still falling to this day. He could still be falling. Yeah. He would probably would have come out of China or something by now. Jesus. There the jock is gone. Funny. This is, a, this is, yeah. I don't remember what happens to Jesse. Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. You don't last much longer, to be honest. Because I was thinking, okay, it's, it's, yeah, I know ceremonious ending. I know who we end up with. Yeah, he doesn't really get the big death like the other two did mm. and I mean even to an extent you could uh-huh. say the, the deaths of the two characters so far kind of play into their roles as well because the the whore girl died obviously getting it on having it off having it off a bit of um, <laughs> and, uh, and then the jock, jock died doing a mad motorbike jump and then smarty boy just gets the old, the old thing through the necky boo. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't sh- die doing a, 
a it should mad, be reading a book or something. Yeah, Pythagoras. Or trying to reverse reverse the Latin curse by translating a a, a decantation spell or something. Well, he does speak Latin, Joe. That was set up earlier. Well, not as well since tenth grade, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, he does. He doesn't really have a a clever death. He just mm. just gets killed. A little bit disappointed. Then we swim away. She reminds me a little bit of the girl from Game of Thrones. Um, oh yeah, Sansa. Sansa, yeah. Who's in that new X Men movie that's coming out? By the way. Okay, yeah, Phoenix. God, sure, that's terrible. Um, I like all the, all the X Men films. Yeah, but she's the lead, and, no and one she is awful. Gonna... You're right. I mean, yeah. Sorry about all the nose blowing on this commentary, by the way. Well, it is Halloween. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all the farts on the show. It is, uh, it is Christmas, though. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila is my lady! <laughs> Bradley Whitford. <laughs> He's mad. That's a great bit. Oh, she survived. Yeah, of course. The last girl, of course. As long as the virgin is last. The virgin is optional as long as she's last. That's why that's why it's tequila time, because they think now that the, the game is won. Yeah, yeah so it's done. It's done. You don't need, need to kill the virgin. That is optional. Very good acting here. Uh oh. Oh, it's old, old bear, bear trap boy. Oh, the music is so good. Well, that's in the background. This is great. Yeah, this is great. Horrible scene. <laughs> They're all drinking, having a great time. Apparently, Jamie Lee Curtis was considered for the role of the director, which went to Sigourney Weaver. Mm. I think she's more of a associated with horror than. I mean, obviously, Sigourney Weaver did Alien. Alien. Yeah. But not really anything else I can think of. She, she wasn't a screen queen. Yeah, not really. Not, not the same kind of horror movie. Yeah. Phone's ringing. Uh 
Which one? What a great little setup. Because mm. then now you're thinking, fuck, one of them's, one of them's sitting alive. There's the Terry Funk return here. I thought Terry Funk was uh, he retired to his eye injury, <laughs> but he's coming out again. <laughs> so just reading the trivia, apparently when they released the blood for the, the stoner, uh, the office kind of shakes. Right. Because the, the ancient ones know that he's not actually dead. And so they're, they're displeased. That I did notice that. I actually noticed that. So, but I didn't know that was what it was. I noticed the shape yeah. when we were watching it just there. Yeah. And do you notice that Marty is like 10% hotter now than he was earlier in the movie for whatever reason? Oh, yeah. His hair's been... His hair's been parted differently. Weighed down and... Yeah. yeah. i he doesn't strip off at this point. He's really top bod. <laughs> like a groundskeeper Willie style moment where yeah. he tears it yeah. off and he's crisp and wall underneath or something. Oh, the holder. Oh, look at that little metal door. That's weird that that would be there. Now we properly go off the rails. Yes, and this is where this, this is part. Sorry, There's the dead body. Ooh. Ooh. I'll hype up at him. <laughs> the trowel. The trowel. trowel is the little hand shovel that you use for gardening. Oh. So this is the part of the movie where I thought when I first watched it, it really then kind of kicked into another gear because suddenly they like break through the fourth wall. Well, yeah, that, the, that's um, what kind of differentiates it from everything else. Because I mean, aside yeah. from the bunker stuff, you could you could even say up to up until this point, it's still been a fairly conventional horror movie, mm. albeit a very fun one that has this extra angle to it. But this this is even even aside from what we've seen so far, this takes it to another level. Uh, so this room is where the Bucklers were sent from the kind of warehouse, yeah, uh, into the into the cabin area. So I guess they kind of wonder how the other monsters get uploaded because they wouldn't have come from graves. Uh, they get, like, they might still else. have come out of the grave. I suppose so. I mean, I suppose there's other channels. The Merman, you would assume, come out of the sea. Yeah, they probably have different little bunkers. Because anyway, they, they, set up, they established that the cubes move around. So mm, mm, it's mm. We had to see a few of them now. As we yeah. said. Who's the first one we see here? Is it the spooky Hellraiser man? With the things in his head.
Oh yeah. Oh no, it's the wolf. Werewolf. Werewolf. Most one of the most conventional monsters. Yeah, I think he was number one on the whiteboard. <laughs> I'm very aware that they're standing in front of a green screen right now, by the way. Mm. <gasps> so I'm going to go... Ooh, demon yeah. ghost. Smoky demon monster. It's ballerina. Don't it's know a that. changeling, isn't it? It's a cute little girl who has a worm face. Uh, it's a lumpery mouse. That's, that's spooky. Yeah. And then this guy is apparently called Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. <laughs> Allegedly. That's why he's credited as in the end credits of the film. Yeah, he's got the bigger also things in his head. I wonder how he'd kill you. Would Does he just pluck one of them out? And... Um, he, yeah, maybe. I watched the little ball for maybe, maybe maybe he poisons you. He looks a bit a little bit like um Doc Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> Already I've got a fucking saw blade in my head. <laughs> We've gotta go back. Do it before this got impaled in my face. <laughs> but you see a little bit he looks a little bit like Mark yeah. Strong as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. From kick ass. I can't he's not he also looks like the big the big white things from Prometheus. Yes. Look big at all these. Likes. See what I mean? All these characters. So many of them. Giant spider. The fool. looks like Eli Roth oh yeah who's in Southland Tales by the way is he oh god he's, there, he's, got, a, he's got a cameo in it Southland Tales is good fun I recommend it okay I'll watch that then. it's extremely long though and mad oh okay I'm gonna watch that then. <laughs> did you like um, The Fifth Element yeah right. I don't really care for The Fifth Element to be honest but I got a similar kind of vibe from it so maybe mm. maybe you enjoy it I hear you. It's a nice contrast, kind of clinical office 
Yeah, to everything that's come before. Uh, yeah, and they're kind of almost scarier than the woods. Yeah. It does get very gory right about here, so. Awesome. Just about as much as I can take, to be honest. Yeah, it's all f- for fun, though. It's all a bit of a laugh. Engineering. I love hearing all the elevators. Ding. Ding. This is great. This might be, like I said, along with the motorbike going over the ravine, the the kind of iconic Mm. moment of the film here when the elevators all ding open. Mm-hmm. That shit goes haywire. System purge. Oh. Do it. I could do without the Uh-oh. city one liner, but here we go. Yeah, that was very actual shit horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just a clever satire, though. Maybe that's what Let's it was. Let's get this book. Here we go. I like this, all the biggest, mon- scariest monsters. Yeah, the snake. Snakes, the bats, the wolf, man. The saw blade transformer thing. I don't know what the fuck that is. Holy shit. <laughs> Quite gory, I'll say. And then that little bit of that lad falls off soon. Mm. Then ding. Uh oh. Oh, there's our boy. Oh, Jesus. Uh oh, scary people in masks. Whatever they are. They're the fucking worst. Uh, the thing is, where do they get all these monsters? That's what I'd like to know. I don't know. Wholesale? It's a good, it's a good question, isn't it? That lad's head was on upside down. Oh, God. It's quite, quite gross. Uh, Vomiting onto his face there. Yeah. Drowning him. Oh, he's got his little revolver there. Oh, yeah. and, um, that'll do. Shoot, shoot, he'll shoot the ghost. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll keep that giant snake grounded. I love the little girls just doing ballet. I mean, she has a ballerina after all. Oh, there's a clown. Uh-oh. Clowns. There was a little... Um, Tom Link with a sign there, and it does have on IMDb's trivia page what the sign says. I'm gonna look that up now. Oh yeah. Oh. The intern, whatever his name was. Oh, the Bat Monster got in. 
I think if I was running the facility, I wouldn't have had a big red button that let all the monsters out. Yeah, probably. That's just me, though. I don't know. Uh, the sign apparently says, Help me, I'm in the utility closet. A dragon bat has my scent. I'm Ronald the intern. So I guess this is a dragon bat here. Yeah. Uh, they look like regular, regular ass zombies. That's the regular zombies, I assume. Which, in this context, not as scary, to be honest. No, you've had the torture zombies already. Yeah, clowns a bit scary. Michelle's not a fan. Michelle don't like clowns. I see. I never really understood the the clown thing, but I know some oh, unicorn there. I know some people really don't don't like clowns. Hmm. Oh, here we are. The Buckner. I love how she was, she took the elevator down. I mean, there's only the way she can get there, but it's very kind of mundane of her. This is the Scarecrow folk, I guess. Mm-mm. I love oh, how... God. I love how these guys have gone from a very mundane, oh yeah, I get a drill, do me presses up. Mm. Now he's shooting the fucking Uzi around. It's just a very <laughs> big pressure. That's great. And it's funny now, because this is our, our one connection, Joe, to our last commentary. Is, uh... Ah! Siri is after popping up. Is, um... Zoolander uh was watching the commercial when he was with his father and his brothers. He's like, you're, mm. you're a fucking mermaid with your fucking wiener hanging out. And he goes, Mer- merman, <laughs> merman. And so here's the merman. Oh, the merman connection. Well, he wanted. Oh, and the, bl- the blood coming out of the blowhole. That's a nice touch. Yeah, the blood coming out of the blowhole is kind of what makes it, isn't it? Hmm. Not only that, but that the merman isn't a, a handsome man with the the leg or the tail of a fish. He's just a is a, a monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a hideous beast thing. The, oh. the little merman. She's after getting snafu'd up by an octopus leg, or whatever. Um, oh no, she's gone and stabbed your man there. Why'd she do that for? She's scared. I know that was maybe she thought it was old old sawface. Um, yeah. Instead of a, just a, a boring-looking office man. There was the moral quandary of she has to kill him, but of course she's not gonna because of what they've. Collectively been through. Mm. I don't know why he suddenly it's... goes along with it though. He's like, oh yeah. Well, I guess he's not really though. Because I thought for a second that he was giving her the gun to kind of, yeah, go on, kill me, but no. He, mm. he doesn't want to be killed. I've learned mm-hmm. now the risk the risk of watching a movie on a tablet is that, and doing a commentary, is if you say anything that sounds similarly. Uh, or, or let's say just disable the function 
I will have to next time because uh, S-I-R-I pops up and goes, what do you want? What is it? You want me to look up something for you? I'm like, no! Watch a movie, you stupid tablet idiot. Okay. Well, I guess this must have been the logo on the thing he kissed earlier then. It's like... Uh, oh, yeah. It's like five kind of uh, Reaper, what are they called? Yeah, like a size. Size. Sickle, right, yeah. Almost, yeah. So that's oh, the one with the wine cup is that's the, the fool, the drunk. Yeah. The the stoner. Yes. That's the virgin with the boob boobers. Oh no, that's the whore with the big boobers. The whore, the boobers. It's like the office. The big boobs must be punished. <laughs> or whatever that was, whatever that line was. No, you do not punish someone with big boobs or otherwise. <laughs> that is the virgin. I love how she now suddenly understands what's going on. I would I would still have no fucking clue just by looking around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, what is this dancing wine glass man? Oh here's here's herself. Sigourney. The last movie I saw her in was You Again, which had The Rock in it. And it was her and, uh, God, Kirsten Bell or Kristen Bell. Can never, can never remember the name. That movie was fucking dreadful. And Sigourney Weaver looked exactly like this in it with the hair. The scholar, the fool. See, I, I'm not a big fan of this where she explains what the movie is about, even though we know because we've seen the movie already. And they show them um, looking at the book earlier. Yeah, a little bit on the nose. Um, it's funny because uh, exposition is usually to explain things that you don't then see. Whereas here we've seen it already and still explain it again. Like to explain about the ancient ones and all that, that's fine. Yeah. But literally to explain what's been going on. We know. We we watched the movie already. That's a very selfish way of looking at it. <laughs> the world will end in eight minutes unless you die. Well, maybe I don't want to die. Maybe you don't got to keep. Maybe the world ain't got to die. That's the way it happened. Scorning me like the fucking world's ending, you idiot. Mm. <laughs> uh, here we go. I know it's a problem, slight problem in the film is that they're justified in what they were doing. Yeah. So they're, they're basically trying to save the world. Well, so they, they, they set that up earlier, though, as well, in that one of the characters says, like, humanity is with you, you know? Rest, yeah. Rests on you. Yeah. It makes everyone kind of um, the victim, in a way, because these these kids, of course... Uh, oh no, 
Wolfman. These kids are the victim, obviously, because they found themselves in this situation. But the other, the other uh, office workers, they're only, they're only in the situation mm. because of the gods. They're kind of their hands been forced as well. They just have to been ravaged by the Wolfman. Scorny Weaver gets a bit of ass kicking in as well. Who's this? The little girl, is it? The Buckner girl. I've seen the movie ten times, but I, I forgot this bit. Yeah, I was like, what's happening here? Who's that again? Oh, yeah, she comes back and... Yeah. Oh, Clang in the head. Badoom. But why did she kill her instead? What I don't understand that. Is she just a random killing um, machine who kills anyone and she was just the, yeah. clo- the closest head? You just kill anything. Maybe. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe they're not programmed. Because I, I would imagine they were programmed, but I guess you see all the other monsters killing everyone earlier on as well. You would assume they would have programmed. Yeah. Maybe they're not programmable. Maybe they are just zombies. They are. Yeah, yeah there's no way of doing it. Fair enough. I suppose to answer your question, Joe, where did they come from earlier? Are these like real monsters or are they like animatronic monsters? He dismembered a guy with a trowel. Oh, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. Good good joke at the end there. Yeah, he doesn't even have a cousin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she knows that though. Like I I don't know if you have a cousin, Joe, or if Barry has a cousin. Yeah. I don't think Kurt even has a cousin. What? How would you know that kind of thing? Well, oh, still time. Uh, still time for a little uh, 420 time. <laughs> Am I right? Smoking that weed, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Does it give her? Doesn't she have a little a little hit of that as well? She's like, "Don't go, oh, Gary, yeah. <laughs> I love how she's like, "Oh, I'm too timid to uh, to kiss a boy." Ah, fuck it, I'm dying. Past that, <laughs> that blunt left hand side, motherfucker. <laughs> It's funny because there's a scene in Southland Tales where a woman holds the rock at gunpoint and goes, I love you. Let me suck your dick. <laughs> Take your pants down right now. I'm surprised that she's not gone to that extent now, going, I need a, I need a fuck for a day. Here we go. Get the nice. It's a, the, only, the only kind of shame, I think, is because I'm such a mark for movie monsters. I would like to see what the ancient ones look like. Um, we do only get the hand, yeah. obviously. Okay. A glimpse, yeah. It all starts to fall apart here. 
Boom. The Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, so that was good. That's a bloody good film. Happy to watch it again. Mm. What, now? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't mean I want to watch it again again. I mean, okay. it was a nice experience to watch it again. Um, and, uh, yeah, the first in our little Halloween movies. It's now Halloween time. So, there you go. Can we keep a little yeah, eye, eye out uh, here for uh, Tom Lank, Ronald the intern. No, see, I'm watching on Netflix and a, a trailer for something oh, no. else just came up. <laughs> Turn it off. Patrick Gilmore is apparently Werewolf Wrangler as well. And the same person played the werewolf who played the merman. Richard mm. Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain, is there. Very good. Well, there you go. Kevin, so Kevin in the Woods, a hell of a movie. And one that I. I think one on the short list of movies that I could just watch again and again and again, and I'll just never get yeah. to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Get happy to do that. I would say Cabin in the um, Woods would be there. Enter the Dragon. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Nebraska. Just films that are... I could come home from work tomorrow and watch Twelve Angry Men and I'd love it. And I've seen it mm-hmm. 20 times. Some movies just have that kind of replayability. Whereas other movies I'll watch once and, you know, even movies I really, really love, I'll watch once. And and that's kind of enough. I don't really need to go. I'm not in a hurry to go out, go out and watch it again, especially if it's some, yeah. like, especially if it's something that's more heavy. Let's say tonally, whatever. Like Twelve Years a Slave. Oh yeah. I'm not what like watching once a week, you know. Yeah, no, no. Um, or Moonlight, you know, which is like an excellent film, but again, very very heavy. Schindler's List. Um, well, I've not I've not ever seen Schindler's List. You've not seen that. I've not seen, that I've not seen it once. I think that's the highest on IMDb that I've not seen. So I do need to check that out. Mm. Mm. But um, uh, I guess before we go, let me just mention one more film I watched in the week. Uh, I watched a French film called The Four Hundred Blows or Le, oh, Le, Le Quatre Cent Coups. Coups. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, ah, wonderful stuff. Excellent, excellent film. Yeah, classic. Because I'm now approaching uh, one thousand movie, uh, one thousand movies. Excuse me. Um, in my little he- my memory, my head bit. So according to my letterbox, and on my letterbox, mm. I've tried to review every film I've any you know memory of ever having seen. I'm up to nine hundred and eighty three. So I asked my brother. Wow who's got like a film studies degree for some recommendations of, of 10 really great movies that, that I mm. should see that I haven't seen. So, you know, vertigo is on there. Uh, there will be blood is on there. Uh, Mulholland drive. And of course, uh, the 400 blows or, or Le Les quatre cents was on there. And, um, <laughs> so I watched that. Went the, went the old 10 out of 10 on it. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Classic. really, really great. It was very similar to Bicycle Thieves, which apparently, anyway, that, mm. that movement the film was kind of based on. 
the 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 new wave French cinema was based anyway on the yeah the neo realistic or the neo realism let's say not realistic <laughs> neo realism of forties uh, Italian cinema mm. and yeah I thought they're both excellent I mean I think I'd probably prefer Bicycle Thieves a little bit but um yeah if you're if you're in the mood for um an a, a really actually good film uh you could do worse than check out the the 400 blows which is its english title it's funny because that kind of puts into perspective when i watch something like get smart or gem and the holograms that's you know that are films that are just not um provocative in any way and i don't necessarily mean like edgy but i mean that they just they don't provoke any feeling or emotion from me i just watch them i say (laughs) Like, you know, you watch Johnny English, you're like, oh, it's fine. God, yeah. Whereas you watch a film like, like The 400 Blows or Bicycle Thieves, and okay, they're very old, but there's like a craft there that you kind of have to appreciate. Anyway, they, uh, I think I covered, in this commentary, I think I covered all the movies I watched this week. So I finished rock movies. There's no more rock movies to watch. Um... I put up on my letterbox the definitive list of the 38 films uh, that he's been in. The best one's Moana. The worst one is Longshot. They're all on there. Um, I would say, to me, of the 38, everything past, everything past like number 14 is bad. So The Rock has made 14 good films. And has made 24 bad films. Is my take. And even some of the movies that I've ranked good. Probably are bad. Like The Mummy mm-hmm. Returns. If I watch it now. I'd probably say. Actually no. That's a little shite. But, um, but there you go. Lots and lots of bad movies. A few good ones. Um, probably not worth. Spending all this time. Watching his movies. Um, wasting your life. Wasting my life. But it's done now. So, for completion's sake, I can kind of say I've finished it. Um, yeah. I was kind of thinking for the next one that maybe I could do a director instead of an actor. Yeah, it's a good um, idea. I was thinking like Paul Thomas Anderson. I've not seen a lot of his movies. I think if I were to do an actor, I might do like Jack Black or something like that. Oh, God. Um mm. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Jack Black guy. I love Jack Black. Yeah, but the problem with Jack problem. Black and kind of what turns me off the idea, and in fact turns me off the idea of doing a lot of actors, is kind of that early, that first decade where they're like little bit parts in a load of shite, which The Rock kind of had to an extent, but you know The Rock did a lot of dumb action movies and so on, so it was a little bit more watchable. Anyway. Shall we leave it there, then? I think that's done us for this week. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the commentary. Yeah. Uh, So you can wheel it out again every year after year for Halloween. Please do. Uh, Please do. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, if it's like 2021 Halloween and you're listening to this, then uh, send us an email if we're still doing the show. We probably will be. We've got nothing better to do. If we're not there. Um... Oh, if we're still alive, just drop us a line. Let us know uh, <laughs> what you're up to in the future. Yeah, I suppose any... Party! <laughs> any emails we got and all that, we can keep for next week. 
we'll do, yeah, we'll yeah, do, yeah, we'll yeah. do more movies, music, video games, Game. life. life. That'll be next week. Well, that next week, yeah. So Wrestling. thanks for joining us. Remember, uh, Twitter, you can get in touch with us, Paul Griffin CSP, Griff Tannen, and at ChairShotPod. Uh, you can email us via the website, ChairShotPodcast.com. Yeah. Let me get one and... last big nose blow in before we go. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that felt good. <laughs> so, uh, for me and Paul Griffin, it's goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.